Welcome to The Real Freedom Show, where we inspire you to pursue your passion to gain time and financial freedom through opportunities in real estate. I'm your host, Mike Swenson. Let's get some real freedom together. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Real Freedom, talking about building time and financial freedom through different opportunities in real estate. And one of the reasons why I started this podcast is I really love highlighting different stories from different entrepreneurs inside of the real estate space um, because we're all different and we can follow different paths. And so as you listen to these episodes, my goal is, is that you would find somebody that you connect with, find a path that really resonates with you and see that opportunity and pursue it. And so today I'm excited to have Christy Winfrey on and she is the owner of Legacy Transactions. And so she does transaction management. She has has her own company. She's also a podcast host, not just a daydream. And we'll talk about that a little bit too. And you live in Texas. So yeah, we'll talk about kind of your journey as an entrepreneur and then really too, how you can help other people in their journey because part of growing and, and getting better and adding more to the bottom line is having good administrative support. And so we can talk about that. And so welcome to the show, Christy. We're so excited to have you. Thanks, Mike. I appreciate it. I'm excited to be here. Well, why don't you just talk a little bit about your journey, you know, leading up to before you got into real estate, before you got into um, transaction coordination and, and we'll go from there. So I feel like my my path is kind of windy and there was like not like a, a straight and narrow path, you know, to to this position. Um, so you mentioned not just a daydream and I, I created that podcast kind of because I've always been a daydreamer all my life. And I've always had, um, you know, dreams and aspirations of how I wanted my life to look. But I feel like throughout my 20s and early 30s, I really didn't know what, path to take career wise. And I read a book called 48 days to the work you love. And he mentioned in there, basically, uh, think about the kind of life you want and design your work around it. And then he really challenged you to focus on, okay, what are you, what are you passionate about? And at the time I knew I loved music, even though I'm, I'm not, I don't know if I'm musically inclined because I haven't like learned to play an instrument, but that is the goal. And then um, I thought I would really enjoy real estate. I read that book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, right after college and knew that I would eventually want to get into real estate investing. And so I was torn because I was like, okay, I, I think I would love both of those things. And I was living in Houston at the time. I was like, okay, well, if I wanted to go into music, into the music industry in some form, I probably need to move to Nashville. But I felt like real estate was probably the more logical, made more sense. And I could go ahead and pursue getting my real estate license. And it wasn't a massive investment up front. Um, so that's what I did. And I started taking the classes and absolutely loved it. And so I get it, got into real estate uh, almost 10 years ago now. I was an agent my first year, but I quickly discovered that I was better... Um, I really enjoyed helping agents and training and mentoring and helping them with you know their struggles versus trying to um, get a buyer and seller. And so I ended up shifting into becoming an assistant productivity coach at Keller Williams that those next next year and a half. And then um, then I found my true passion of transaction coordination, and that's what I've been doing since 2016, I believe. Um, and so yeah, that's kind of how I got here, but. It was, uh, like I said, it was kind of a windy road. It wasn't, uh, this is what I'm going to do and 
and go for it. Now, in terms of starting your business and finding clients, how did that work? Were you still doing some of your own production to offset that? Or did you just jump in and started serving clients? And and then how did you get those clients? I'm curious to see how that works. Because I know for a lot of admin people, they love supporting people. And so sometimes it's a little bit of a challenge to go churn up business and reach out and put yourself out there to find people. Absolutely. So when I first started doing transaction coordination, I had actually joined a friend's team and I I was with her probably four months or so. Um, and it it just wasn't quite working out. So um, so I ended up going out on my own, but I had a few clients with her whenever I was on that team. But by doing those transactions, I was picking up clients from um up the other side of the transaction and then also people who already knew me in the industry who I'd been around Keller Williams, they they knew now knew I was doing transaction coordinating. So I started picking up clients that way as well. Um, mm-hmm. But yes, the the TC side of things, you know, you can be really gifted and detailed and um, know the process. But if you're going to be an independent contractor, that is still a piece of the puzzle is you do have to go out and get clients. Yeah, they hear about you and they want to reach out to you. And sometimes there's a challenge too. And as transaction coordination has gotten more and more competitive over the years, it's more difficult to differentiate yourself versus, you know, there's a while ago where it was more widely accepted as a way versus hiring a full-time person. I just love the versatility of that. We've used third-party folks in the past too, because it's nice where you don't have to have a salary. And when, when things are seasonal, and then that's something that you have to work through on your end, which is additional challenge to come through where they can send you files. They might not. They might decide right. to go with somebody else or they might take two months off and you still have to right. continue to bring in money. So kind of talk about that cash flow management or even just building and growing and kind of getting that stable income. How did that work for you or what challenges did you have to work through? Yeah, I mean, I think that's the challenge for independent TCs, just like it is for agents, because like you said, our business is seasonal. The agent's business is seasonal and so is ours. And we are depending on the production of those agents. So it is really important that um, as much as we can, we definitely want to work with those higher producers. And I know I do get a lot of referrals and a lot of those referrals um, are some are newer, newer agents. I get a lot of referrals from brokerages because they'll refer their new agents and say, hey, you know, have this transaction coordinator um, help you because he, they can teach you the process. And those are fantastic. And we absolutely love new agents and we get to love the mentoring um, of them from a financial standpoint and profit, not necessarily profitability, but a financial standpoint of making sure that we are able to cover all of our expenses. We do have to also work with agents who are producing a little bit higher. So those mm-hmm. are things that you have to take into account. And and actively seek out those agents. It's kind of like working with first-time home buyers. You enjoy them, but you also have to educate them through the process. And so if you take on a lot of new agents, that's going to suck up a lot of your time. But you do a good job with them. Hopefully you have a client for life because they want to just continue to use you as they grow, but they may not have a lot of transactions right at the beginning. Right. And we have found that sometimes those are our biggest um, like raving fans and supporters. They are so grateful for the training and mentoring shift that we've done throughout the transaction, they tell everyone about us. And so, mm-hmm. um, you know, that, that warms my heart. It's like multiple passions, right? It's another piece of the passion that, um, that I absolutely love is to be able to help those people. And now they're referring us even more. We also have to take into account that you can only work with so many agents. So if we take a mm-hmm. bunch of clients on, 
um, you know, whenever maybe in the slower markets, when the busy market hits and all of a sudden you've got, you know, a ton of files um, to have to think about, okay, well, I'm busy right now, but how busy am I going to be in that spring and summer market? Yeah. Cause if you're at capacity in the slow season, that's going to really spike. And so you have to come up with ways to handle that either extra hours or find additional people to help serve your needs. So talk through that growth then, because I know you have um, more than just you. And so how how did that happen? And where are you at with the, the growth as a business owner versus just being a, a transaction coordinator for people? So I have a team of six now. Um, I would say really my first few years, I did it on my own other than having um, a part-time assistant. And then, uh, and then, you know, they slowly grew into a full-time assistant, but it was really 2021 when my team started taking off. And I will say those years before, or especially 2020, 2020 was extremely hard because as y'all know, or everybody knows the real estate market just like went crazy after that couple of months that the world shut down and then all of a sudden it opened back up. And I didn't have a whole lot of support in that moment. So that really pushed me. Okay. Like Christy, you got to start building a team because I had agents who were referring me business and um, they were really busy. And so I didn't want to lose any agents. Um, I didn't want to lose any agents because of service. And thank goodness I didn't. Um, I still gave, you know, 100% Raven fan service in, but I didn't want to have to stop growing my business either. So that's whenever I decided, okay, now I need to bring on another transaction coordinator. And so I was diligent about those years before I started documenting all my systems and processes through like Loom videos and creating an operations manual. And I knew that growth was in my future. And I, I would say that I was strategic about that because I knew how hard it was going to be to train somebody whenever I, if I really desperately needed somebody in the moment, it's so much harder to train at that moment if you don't have those systems put in place. Mm-hmm. So I had started putting those systems in place. And so when I brought somebody on, I had basically like a structured training, four week training program. Okay, this is what we're going to work on this week, this next week. And then by the end of the four weeks, they were truly trained on the whole transaction process. And then I just duplicate that um, mm-hmm. process over and over. So I brought on like three three new TCs in uh, 2021, and I think another BA as well. And now there's there's the six of us. It, it is certainly a challenge because the seasonality is is difficult. Because like you said, it's it's tough when you're in those really really busy seasons. You don't want to overstaff, and then in the slow seasons, you want to try to grow your business, and and it, it's a difficult thing. And so I know for some people, you know, if you're a transaction coordinator in multiple states, well, maybe you can find a way to balance that out a little bit based on the states that you represent. But it absolutely is a challenge. Talk about setting boundaries, setting expectations, follow my processes, even though you may have done things different. Talk about how you're able to educate your clients and then get them to hopefully follow what you would like to have them do to help your systems that you've created. Yeah, absolutely. That's such a good point too, because I would say my first like two years in the business, I did not have good boundaries. Um, I wanted to serve, I wanted to be all things to everybody and that's just not possible. Um, So I now know that by setting proper expectations and having that conversation in the very beginning, when we have like a consultation, I am truly able to give Raven fan service because if they know what to expect and what we do and what they do, there's no um, blur, blurred line. And so that's whenever we can truly exceed their expectations because I had that conversation in the very beginning. I would say I'm a people pleaser, like a, a recovering people pleaser. I, w- I want to be all those things to everybody because I want to truly help and serve, you know, as much as I can. That was hard setting those boundaries. And I think for a lot of TCs, 
we are that like SC personality. A lot of us are, if you're familiar with the disc. And so a lot of us just truly do want to serve. And so sometimes those um, conversations are hard to have, but for any Mm -hmm. admin TC out there listening, I would definitely encourage you to have those conversations because when you rephrase the way you think about it, it's not like a, it's not a hard conversation or it's not something to disappoint somebody. It's just truly saying, this is what we do. This is what you do. And you can serve them better if you do that. We we talk about, you know, you teach people how to treat you. And when, when I was training admin staff, I would say, you know, look, you can choose to respond to an email at 8 p.m. on a weekday. If you do that, just know that agent's probably going to think, oh, they respond to my emails at 8 p.m. on a Wednesday. So you think you're doing them a favor by being responsive after hours. And now that's something that maybe intentionally, maybe unintentionally, they're just like, oh, she's going to respond back because she did last time. And and so that's a difficult thing. And so even maybe timing your responses to send out at 8 a.m. the next morning, that's a way that you can do that. And it's difficult too, because agents sometimes are used to working all hours of the day. And so they just think, well, why can't you? And it's just, maybe you don't want to, right? Maybe you don't want to, maybe you need your, your batteries recharged by being able to unplug at a certain time. And so it is difficult for folks that aren't that same way as, as you in wiring to understand that, Hey, that might work for you. That doesn't work for me. And for me to be at my best, I got to recharge the batteries to recharge the batteries. I got to turn off a hundred percent. Yes. And like you said, you know, if you respond after hours um, and you think you're helping them now, they they've had that idea of, okay, well maybe she'll respond again. And then if you don't respond the next time, then it could be disappointing them. And then, you know, and then that's where um, it's, it's creating a blurred line. And so if you're firm with your, with your line, then like I said, then you're not potentially um, creating a, a situation where they'd be upset, but but yes, I mean, everybody, agents include, included, need to have downtime. And I know real estate can be a 24-7 business. And um, but even agents need to have like a day or or some time where they take off and they're not responding to emails, text messages, phone calls. Um, because you'll get burned out. I mean, you can't work 24-7. You gotta have the long-term mindset there of yes, I might be able to do it for now. But if I want to be in real estate for a long time, I want to create a schedule that's going to work for me long term. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So talk about now in terms of your life goals, how has this fit in well with that? Assuming, you know, kind of going back to that person of still trying to figure out what I'm doing. Now you've got a business that's hopefully accomplishing what you want to accomplish. For people that are out there and like, I don't know if I want to make the jump or I don't want to leave the the safe, stable W-2 lifestyle. Talk to that a little bit about the potential rewards on the other side. And yes, there's a, a whole different set of challenges that come with it, but hopefully being in your, in your sweet spot. I would say I, I never could have imagined that it would be this good. I mean, yes, we all have bad days and um, and there's challenges, just like you said. But when I left a steady job and, you know, started pursuing real estate, and then whenever I got into the TC side of things and being an independent contractor income is, you know, um, it's not a, it is a steady income, but it's not a steady income, if that makes sense. Like it's, we fluctuate with the market next month is super, super slow for me, but you know, the past few months have been pretty good. So it's not a consistent income, if I I can say that that way, Mm -hmm. but being a TC owning a TC company has allowed me to do things that I would not have been able to do before. So for instance, in 2019, I decided that I just wanted to move to Nashville just because, and, you know, didn't know anybody there, but I was going to take the risk and I wanted to explore something new because the transaction coordination role allows me to basically live and work from anywhere. 
as long as I have my computer and internet, I could do that. It's allowed me to start, you know, mentoring others. I never expected to have a team of a team below me at all, but now have it leading a team of six. Um, that's amazing. I've gone, I've been able to go through IVF the past year and everybody knows how expensive that is. So I would have never been, I don't think I would have ever been able to do that if I had not started this career that's allowed me financially to be able to do those things and then like purchase my house in 2020 all on my own. And, you know, it's just been, it's been a lot of great things. And now I'm moving into a new, I don't want to say a new side of the industry, but I'm adding, adding more onto the TC role because I have a passion to, that I do want to coach and mentor other transaction coordinators who are just getting into the business um, or who have been in the business a little while, but want to enhance their skills and learn how to run the transactions better so they can manage more, but still have that, give that raving fan service. And so now I'm creating um, an online course that they can take that teaches them from A to Z, how to set up the business, how to get clients, how to run the transactions. And then um, I've got, you know, my checklist and email templates that they can purchase. And then also an Airtable template that is like a system that, to basically see all your transactions at one place and to know your numbers, your production numbers, your agent's production numbers, all at a glance. Yeah. I mean, you get to really build your business however you want to do it. And mm-hmm. if you wanted to tell a client you don't want to work with them anymore, you get to do that. And so you get complete control and say over how you run your business. And the challenge sometime can be looking over your shoulder or looking at other business owners in the similar industry or other transaction coordinators. And you might think, oh, I'm not growing as fast as them or, oh, they're doing this and comparing yourselves to others. But the reality is, is you can put blinders on and and choose to run your business how you want to run your business. And we can talk here about starting a podcast. Like you can do that if you want to. And if you don't want to, that's okay. You get to decide how to do that. And so, yes, it comes at a cost to other things, maybe that stable paycheck, but you never know when that stable paycheck could just get pulled away from you too. And so being able to bet on yourself and build your own career, that can't get taken from you in the same way that a, a job could or a paycheck can. Absolutely. I would rather any day, I would rather be building my own dreams than working for somebody else and building their dreams. And we need the people who do want to work for other people. I'm so grateful for my team that they do want to work for me. But I think everybody's wired a little differently. And so for those who have that passion in their heart to become an entrepreneur, I would say lean into it and and do what it takes to follow that dream. And it, you may not be able to like necessarily leave your nine to five right away, or and you, you might just have to give yourself a runway of have some savings before you step out. Whenever I did start my TC business, I was waiting tables on the side for the probably first six months until I had enough income coming in from the TC business to be able to finally step away from that. And so sometimes, yeah, you might need a little bit of a side hustle to to make it until until you have enough. Well, and even to you running your business, I would think the goal for you is you get to then employ people who come to a job that they love, that get treated Mm -hmm. in a way that they love, get the support and the career growth that they love. And so, yes, that person's still choosing to work at a job, but you get to be hopefully the model boss the model company that they're looking for that they can't find in another place. That's my goal of of the people that I hire them. I want them to love what they do and love working for me and love the support that they're getting and the care that they're getting versus other places where they might not get that. Absolutely. To be able to change their life is just amazing. I remember one of my team members, she said that um, she left teaching to pursue being a transaction coordinator, had no real estate knowledge at all. And I was able to train her and and now she's a, an amazing transaction coordinator, but she said how impactful it had been for her to be able to switch 
to this career because now she can be at home with her kids when they get home from school. She was able to like, she had enough energy to be able to pray with them in the evenings before they went to bed. And like, when she was a teacher, she was just so mentally drained. And so that was just like, made such an impact on me to know that by me pursuing my dream and taking a chance and betting on myself, like now I'm able to, I'm not just influencing her, I'm influencing her family and her children. Have you ever heard the phrase, you're the average of the top five people that you hang around? Well, real estate agents, I'm excited to increase your five with you. We're launching the Real Freedom Investor Agent Tribe to help you get educated and connect with others to build your real estate investing journey and also to help you along the way as you're working with real estate investors. So come check it out on our website, realfreedom.com. Go to the store. We have a membership. We have a mastermind group and private coaching to help you stay accountable to your real estate investing goals and to make sure that you connect with like-minded people to accelerate your progress and to cheer you on along the way. Check it out, realfreedom.com. Click on the store. Now talk about your podcast, um, Not Just a Daydream. How did that come about and what are you looking to do with it? I, I knew I wanted it to be inspirational, motivational, and the goal is to truly just inspire other people to step out and take that risk and bet on themselves to follow their daydreams. And so it took me forever to come up with that name, but I had this t-shirt um, that says daydream believer that I absolutely love. And it just kind of clicked one day of not just a, day, a daydream because it's about taking the actions you need to chase those daydreams and not let them be just daydreams, but actually turn them into, you know, your, your passion and your goals and move forward towards them. Um, so it's truly just about entrepreneurship. It's not necessarily specifically to real estate. Um, I've interviewed so many different people doing all types of things from financial planners, wedding planners, coaches. Um, and so I have a guest on the podcast and then I also have solo shows and I try to keep it 45 minutes or less. That way, you know, people can hopefully listen to it on their way to work or dropping off the kids at school and, uh, you know, get some inspiration and hope. I would love to hear stories about people who said, Hey, I took that risk and this is what I'm doing now. Awesome. And I, th I think people more and more are seeing the reward on the other side of that. I think our society entrepreneurship has certainly grown to where people see that value. So I love that you're, you're highlighting that for people that want to learn more about you're doing the courses that you've got going on the support that you're doing to help people build their own transaction business but then also the support you're providing to help them grow their real estate business through transactions how can people find you absolutely you can find me at christy winfrey on instagram and then christywinfrey.com will give more information about my courses and the checklist and email templates airtable template that you can you can find and if you're interested in our transaction coordination services, we're in Texas, um, so we only serve Texas right now, but they can reach out to me on Instagram and I'll be happy to talk to them. Well, thank you so much for coming on, Christy, and sharing. Best of luck to you in your future and, and being able to design your business however you want it to be. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure.